Hello and welcome to Spotlight 2023, a ray of hope in a troubled new year. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, we buzz off to Laxey for a fantastic art exhibition based around the oft-ignored world of insects and invertebrates. Catch up with a local artist who's seeing the new year in with a laugh and a smile. Something in rather short supply these days. And if you have an artistic idea you'd like to bring to life but don't have the backing or the wherewithal, stay tuned. We'll hear about the first round of arts funding for 2023. As always, do get in touch with any creative artistic endeavours you might be involved in, planning, hoping to create or would really like to put in the spotlight. Poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, literary, mime, sculpture, etc, etc, etc. Just email me, spotlight at maxradio.com or if you prefer, Howard Kane at maxradio.com. I flitted up to Laxey at the end of last week to have a talk and walk around the Loom Gallery at the Mill as part of our ongoing series, exploring the island's gallery spaces. And we'll hear that walk in a week or two. But as it happens, being a gallery, I got totally absorbed in the exhibition which is showing there currently, Insect Mania. Hi, I'm Julia Ashby-Smythe and I curate the Hodgson Loom Gallery. The, the exhibition at the moment is the Insect Mania exhibition, which is all about invertebrates, Manx, specifically Manx invertebrates. And it was just a, an idea in order to get people looking at all those remarkable, spectacular beasties that brutal around in your house and outside and under the bin and give them the space that they deserve. And so this was a an exhibition whereby people could submit their work, anybody, and in any media, and just see what comes up. And it, we had miniatures, and we had macro, and so this is a, a fabulous display of about 190 pieces in total of that looking into the invertebrate world. And were you surprised at the sort of reaction? Because as you say, the invertebrate world it is fascinating. I've always been fascinated by invertebrates and that side of things. It's not everyone's cup of tea, though, is it? No, and yet they deserve to be looked at because the patterns on moss wings or you look, there's a, a photograph of a garden spider and the patterns and the colours and the uh, iridescence is just stunning. And it, it is some of it is macro and minute and some of it is really in your face. So it's it's fabulous to be able to display all how that creativity and the inspiration that those beasties have inspired whether and the marine as well marine invertebrates and land and air all of them and so did you get a real mix because just having just had a quick little look around there's some well-known names on the island's art scene but i think you were saying some children and perhaps people who are maybe first timers with yes yeah, the great thing about having a, an exhibition like this is that people don't feel afraid to bring things that they've made. Maybe it's their first piece that they've ever displayed or a piece that's out of their normal medium. And so they feel secure and happy to be able to display them in amongst so many other artists. I think there's about 60 sub submission, submissions mm -hmm. here from different artists. I say there are children and there are really established artists and some of them have gone outside their usual um, style so you think oh didn't realize that was from Colleen or, or something 
completely different um, and new faces all the time. It's brilliant to see them. It is brilliant and uh, we'll have a little uh, quick wander around because you mentioned Colleen Corlett there and right in front of us as we speak is this wonderful, I don't know, I suppose it, it looks like a sort of an embroidered spider cushion. It's, it's sizeable and uh, it's just wonderful, isn't it? It's a very large, very cuddly crocheted spider crawling down the walls uh, and yes, it's, it is not what you would normally expect to see from Colleen because you'd think beautiful watercolours or ceramics or stained glass or one of the many things that she's fantastic at but this this lovely cuddly crochet spider is delightful huge he, as well he is massive you see i always get my crochet my embroidery mixed up he's a wonderful thing i would happily he's not for sale so she's obviously very proud of him and quite rightly so so uh, i'd happily put him on my sofa as a as a sort of a, a cushion curiosity which would be bound to uh, cause Conversation with any guests coming into your house. Next door to that is another beautiful little intricate piece which is sort of playing on the... It's a mixture of sort of jewellery and wire work and plays on the intricacy of the spider's web somewhat mounted on uh, a little piece of wood by... Uh, who's this one by? It's Incy Wincy called by Susan Quilliam. And again, we were just saying as we were looking at that, I remember this sort of thing, putting panel pins into wood and then stretching sort of wires or indeed bits of... Uh, wall or such like in between. I remember the idea of doing that from oh, things like the Ladybird book when I was a kid and such like. Well, this is the example of taking the, the cobweb from the invertebrates and making it an art piece. And it works so well, especially because it's in silver wire. So you get the, the sheen and the shine like you do on a, on a spider's web in the light. It works treat. And of course, it's sold immediately. Yes, red dot on that one as well. I can imagine it really went very quickly. Now, we mentioned one, and we just walk over here. You were talking about the common spider and fantastic. One of the first things we spotted when we came into the gallery, just up on the wall here, there's some really wonderful pictures, photographs, and sort of, I don't know, they're lithographs or prints, or how you'd call them, but one here, <laughs> which has a fantastic title of Does My Bum Look Big in This? Lisa Young with a picture, a close-up of a garden spider. And as you say, just looking at the back of the spider again you just realize the intricacy of the patterns on it and it could pass for either a really sort of like I don't know a piece of marble or a stone or if you're being more romantic it could almost be like a little sort of picture of the earth or, or a sort of a, an alien planet from a distance it's got sort of all sort of those sort of markings and as you say it's one of those things isn't it without looking closely at a picture like that you would you'd never really appreciate the, the beauty and the intricacies of markings on, on what is the sort of spider that people see in their gardens. It's common, tiny little spider that you would just, it would just pass by you. And uh, you might not notice it, but seeing it there stopped and in front of you and a portrait of such a little beastie, it's, it is fabulous. I, did, I had to go back home and have a look in my garden to see, oh yes, that is a garden spider, yeah. there it is. <laughs> And behind you here, there's something, this is one I can imagine, a wonderful, massive piece here in the middle, which I think, I just walked past it, and i tell you the first thought I had was the alien from the Alien films. It suddenly reminded me of that, but it is actually based, as I think to a degree, was the alien in the Alien films by H.R. Uh, Geiger, I think it was. And I'm sure he definitely used, it's the insect world, there's some inspiration for it. And this is uh, based on a, a chrysalis. It's a massive thing. It's about, I don't know, what my five foot, so it must be about five, four and a half, five foot high. Yeah, it's about four foot, something like that. But it's uh, one of Gavin Carter's fabulous burnt wood sculptures of a, of a chrysalis. Uh, and it is very tactile. And of course, with Gavin's work, you are allowed to touch. 
Oh, that's even better, isn't yes, it? It's, yeah. Yes, but you're, to see something that is normally maybe only a couple of inches long in this form of near five foot, again, you get to see different shapes and, and just a different appreciation of it. Totally. Totally. And just behind that, quite the opposite side of things, much more delicate and dainty and the sort of things I imagine this is the area of, I suppose, the insect world where a lot of people do admire the beauty on a regular basis. That's butterflies and the moths. And there's some gorgeous ones done here. Beetles, a red admiral, a garden tiger moth, a clouded yellow. Now I'm going to get it wrong again. They look, are they embroidery, these ones, or how are these actually formed? Embroidery and uh, beadwork and there is a specific technique where it's made fluffy and I can't remember what it is but they are embroidered brooches by Yvonne Smallwood and I know each one takes at least a week to oh. make but the just look at the detail oh, and you, you realize I don't know how she's not cross-eyed the tiny tiny beads and tiny iridescent beads just like a, a scarab beetle or like this mint beetle here they're fabulous things and because they're brooches they can be worn or they can be mounted into a little frame and so they're dual purpose item but they are beautiful and they are of specific butterflies and moths and beetles that are found around the island there's so there are so many different things to see here uh, so we thought we'd keep it running for a while because with christmas prior and everybody's just manic mm. that sometimes you just don't get to see things that are happening those few weeks before Christmas. So, yeah, we're running this until the 28th of January. Terrific. And uh, I strongly encourage you to come down and see it. It's really different, really eye-catching. Uh, I think it's a cracking idea, really. So was, was this your own idea, or how did the idea... I know you hinted at at the beginning there, but it's such an unusual idea to base something around just the beauty of just this side of nature. I'd seen a, an old magazine that Pat Kelly had dropped into John the Weaver downstairs, and... In this magazine, there was a little tiny article about a lady who made an exhibition just from British bumblebees. And she felted them and then invited other artists to create, because there's 300 different species of bumblebees on the, in Britain. So I thought it would be a wonderful opportunity to create an exhibition with Manx invertebrates and just go wild. And next year we're going to do a fungi and lichen Ew, and moss beautiful. and forest floor wow. extravaganza in September. So that there will, it's to try and highlight this wonderful Manx biodiversity that we have and how that creates and inspires artists to go off and draw, embroider, carve beautiful artwork. It's a truly brilliant exhibition, all the better for being really unusual and quirky and lots of artists you might not know you still have a couple of weeks to check it out it's there until the 28th of january fly down there see what i did there we'll be catching up with julia again by the way in a week or so in a week or so's time to hear more about the gallery itself spotlight brought to you by the isle of man arts council now, if you have an artistic project which has been brewing away in your mind for some time, waiting to come to fruition, but you haven't got the backing, you can't fund it, whatever, listen up. The first round of Arts Council funding on the Isle of Man for 2023 is underway. You could apply if you're lucky. You could get the backing you need to make your project a reality. 
To find out more about the scheme, how you go about it, I spoke to Arts Development Officer Martin Kane. We tend to have about four funding rounds in a year, um, and so the first one is going to be at the start of uh, the first funding meeting is going to be at the start of March, um, where we'll have uh, the deadline um, for that meeting is Friday the tenth of February. Um, so yeah, it's basically it's open to anyone who has uh, any sort of arts or creative uh, project or event um, that they'd like to put on. Um, we've uh, at the sort of back end of last year. Uh, we had the two new uh, funding rounds that we have. So uh, generally, uh, normally we've had um, grant funds, uh, travel grants. Um, so if you wanted to go away uh, to do a project or an event, or you want to bring someone to the island, travel grant will cover the travel and accommodation. Um, we have um, underwrites, um, which are there for uh, ticketed events. So it kind of shores you up against loss um, on your event. Um, and then we've added these two new uh, funding schemes, as I say, which is a, a short film fund, um, which is a match fund um, of up to £15,000. So if your uh, film budget is 30000 then you can apply for us for up to uh, half of that. Uh, and then we also set up, um, kind of off the back of um, uh, lockdown, really, um, in that when we came out of lockdown, um, a lot of people had time to think and time to think about what they wanted to do and so they wanted to set up their own businesses and so we had a lot of people come to us about um, setting up their own creative business. Uh, so we've now got a fund especially for that and so that is um, up to a £5,000 basically business startup uh, fund. Um, so if you sit within um, any of the creative industries, you can uh, come to us for that. So how how the decision made what's funded and what's not is this something the the council itself sits on or how does it actually work that process um yeah sure so um council made up of nine members um and uh, we have a arts and culture strategy um that's uh, tim will approved you can find that on our website um and basically within the strategy there's five ambitions and so uh, council essentially fund against uh, these ambitions so um, in part of the application form you'll be asked which ambitions uh, you meet in the strategy and how you think you meet them um, and it's it's one of those things if you meet one uh, ambition you might get a little bit of cash if you meet all five of them you might get everything that you asked for so yeah it's just it, it's really just um, selling yourself and selling the project um, on the application form and uh, showing how it meets these ambitions in the strategy. And so it's a, it's a very broad spectrum from what you're saying there. So anyone listening, it sounds it can be a company, maybe a theatre company, it can be something, an individual going away, it could be someone maybe looking to, I don't know, publish some poetry or something. Could it, it's, it's a very broad spectrum? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and we, we try and make the application process as, as simple as possible, um, which is why we the sort of main funds, as I say, are the grant and the underwrite. Um, fund. So if you had something like Creative Ireland or Arts Council England, there would be very specific um, applications for very specific things. But, you know, obviously we're not the size of Ireland or England, um, and uh, we st but we still get quite a lot of um, var variety um, in the application. So we want to try and make it sort of as simple as possible for as many people um, as possible to, uh, to apply. And do you try and, when you're actually making the awards as it were or at least granting the funding is there a because obviously there's so many different types of arts and, and the Isle of Man is known for this everything from like I said the visual arts through through poetry lots of performance arts lots of people studying across we have no shortage of musicians working at all sorts of levels do you try to sort of spread it out between the arts um yeah absolutely it's definitely something that um I think council are very uh, conscious of and spreading out between the arts and spreading out across the island as well mm. um so uh we um, all the, the 
all the council money comes from uh, lottery duty. Uh, so if you buy a lottery ticket, then um, the the duty that comes from the tickets for that go to things like us and to like the Lottery Trust. And you'll see the adverts um, for the lottery in England. It goes to museums and um, and places like that. Um, so council only have a sort of finite budget um, that they can work with. So they also have to be um, make sure that it's sort of being spent as a much uh, as many areas as possible. Um, across things so you won't find you know that maybe music or theatre or or visual art something will get like the majority of mm-hmm. the money so they try and um, they try and spread it out as well as they can are people allowed to if i.e. if they've maybe put in a, a year or two back and had a, a grant or a fund or some support for one project can they put in again or is this again is it something if lots of new people are coming in are they going to be prioritized um no no but it's really it's on the strength of the um of the application and the project um you know so uh, if you you know we do have repeat funders um, that come in um, but you know it, it is one of those things that we we kind of say almost not to be um, reliant on Arts Council funding because um, as I say it is only sort of there's only a certain amount in the pot um, and if new things do come about and we think actually that's worth sort of looking at exploring that as a project um, this project might have been going on for five years or ten years or so um, and it's t- time to give you know someone new a go but no it's you know it, it's all off the strength of the applications and what council think is is a good project for the island for you know for the island's public to enjoy or to take part in um, so yeah that's that's really how the decisions are made and do you get a very very broad range because I'm thinking I mean, you, you often see the Arts Council logo popping up on, on uh, productions coming up maybe the Gaiety or smaller theatres, mm-hmm. uh, on uh, some books sometimes. You, you'll mm-hmm. see books and you'll see that's been had Arts Council funding. Do you get a real breadth of weird and wonderful and, and wacky projects coming through? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, as you say, there's there's the things that you would expect. There's the you know the shows and the Gaiety and um, there's musicians um, that apply for maybe if they want to go to a recording studio. Um, but I mean, you know, I've I've only been sort of in this role for five years, mm-hmm. um, and in that time, I've seen you know um, uh, flower arrangers. Uh, one thing I've seen uh, someone who uh, wanted to go to like a really niche uh, music um, exhibition event in Germany that we sort of sent them to, and yeah, it's it never sort of um, ceases to surprise me. Uh, when these applications come through, and you think, "Oh, that's that's really good idea," you know, it's it's great that someone's sort of looking to do that over here. Um, so one of the things that we're we've sort of seen, and maybe maybe this is a post lockdown thing as well. I don't know, but um, there's a lot more sort of technological projects coming through. So um, we've had a few podcasts. Um, we spoke to someone this morning who wants to do like a big like live streamed event um to so uh, yeah so that would be in one place and they'd be sort of streaming it out to different parts mm. of the island um so yeah i think that that as well will be things that we sort of see come through um uh, in the next sort of few years i think a sort of access to technology um becomes greater um that yeah it's it's all very interesting <laughs> so the million dollar question and if someone's listening mm-hmm. to this i can imagine people thinking you know what i wouldn't mind putting in some granting for this how easy to do how is easy is it to do and how do they actually go about it yeah um so um all you need to do if you go to our website which is iomart.com uh you're able to sign up and create yourself a little account um on there and then you'll have access to our funding portal um once you're in there you can pick the right funding scheme that's right for you so as i say whether it's a grant or an underwrite or a film fund or whatever it might be um and from there there's there's one form um and that that's basically it uh 
you can call up the office anytime um, if you want to just double check. A lot of people come in and meet us because they think that their idea is a bit out there and it might not be ready for funding. But, you know, and sometimes sometimes we say we'll go away and think about it a bit more, like, you know, in detail. Um, sometimes we just say just go for it, just put the form in as it is. Um, you can start your form, you can come back to it, you can save it and come back to it. You can, um, once you've saved it, you can give us a call and we can look through it. Um, before you finally submit it, um, so yeah, the the team in the office um, are always sort of there to help. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of great because it's it's Arts Council's remit to spend this funding, right? So we want to give the cash away, you know, we want to give this money away, um, and um, yeah, to be able to you know do it in these projects is uh, there's there's no sort of hidden um, there's no hidden hurdles or anything mm. um, to try and stop you getting the funding. It's just there. Uh, for people to enjoy. So what are you waiting for? Apply now. Well, the Featherstone Skin Lodge, yeah, it is the place to be. Well, the Featherstone Skin Lodge, yeah, it is the place to be. Ellie Quayle, a super talented artist, well known on the island, on social media and around the world. And on Friday this week... She's seeing the New Year in with her customary laugh and a smile, a comedy variety show at the Working Man's Institute in Laxey. Ellie, Quayle and friends, and she's got lots of them. We were going to have a chat, Ellie and I, here in the Spotlight studio ahead of the event, but the best laid plans, as they say, didn't work out at my end, didn't happen. But by the wonder of the web, here she is in all her loveliness to tell us more about it. I am putting on a comedy show this Friday the 13th at the Laxey Working Men's Institute and it's from inspiration of Tim Minchin, Victoria Wood, Fascinating Aida and similar artists. I've been interested in writing comedy since I was about 18 so now I'm 24 and I just love the silliness and the fun that you can have with it because a lot of music tends to take itself quite seriously and while I really respect this I'm too much of a silly person to do this so I really like the fact that I can just let loose have fun write songs about really stupid things and hopefully people have a bit of a laugh with me I enjoy to write about everyday things everyday problems and things that go wrong nothing too serious and things that have just tickled me and I think hopefully it'll tickle other people so the inspirations for my songs come from looking around. I'm a massive people watcher, not in a creepy way. So this concert on Friday is called Ellie Quail and Friends and it includes myself headlining the Sea Shanty group called Minds Ashanti, which Howard Kane is part of himself. There is Mandy Griffin will be doing some songs as well as a few other friends of mine who are helping me out who are insanely talented. I'm very, very excited and there are still tickets left, not many, probably about ten. It starts at half past seven at the Laxey Working Men's Institute. And I think this idea for this comedy show um, has kind of been in the pipeline for a long time. So this time last year, in January 2022, I did my debut comedy show at the Institute. And then following the success of that, I then in March did one in the Peel Centenary Centre, which is a gorgeous venue as well. I, later in the year, I think it was about autumn time, did another one in the Douglas uh, Old Friends, which is lovely, and I've been invited back to do another one in a few months. If you would like tickets, you have to get in quick because there's only about 10 left. 
my Facebook page is the way that you get in touch with me. So my Facebook page or Instagram is Ellie Quayle Music, all one word and lowercase for the Instagram. My most recent project, which has been brilliant, but a lot of hard work has been writing for orchestra and choir for the Isle of Man Choral Society. So this is a real change and having that variety as a composer is what I love. That's about it for this week. Don't forget, if you want to hear anything again, go to manxradio.com, download the Spotlight podcast, listen where you want, when you want, how you want. Why not try it whilst making a Welsh rabbit for your tea? See you next week. Cheerio.